back. Hey guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, this what a disaster. I'm, uh, this whole day has just been a a, a a disaster with the thing. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know how long this is gonna work out. My internet has been really weird. Um, so we're gonna check that out. Jamie, have you have you uh, done ESQ clothing yet? I have not. I have, not. I have not done ESQ clothing. All right. So what we're gonna do is for the so for, I'm gonna do this, the intro again for the for the the podcast. So we'll do the whole thing. All right. So so we'll do that. Um, hello everyone and welcome to Hit and Hustle from IrishSportsDaily.com. I am your host Greg Flamong. With me as always is Jamie Uyama, Jamie University. It is uh, Thursday, uh, April twentieth, and uh, we, we've got the uh, the the Notre Dame spring game coming up. They just did the draft. We don't know the full teams yet because um, Jamie, that, that Chris Tyree doesn't have a team. JD Bertrand doesn't have a team. Uh, Maris doesn't have a team. Jordan Batejo doesn't have a team. So uh, we, we got to get that all adjudicated and figured out. Um, so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about that for as long as my internet will support it. And then we will, um, and then we'll talk about some of the recruiting stuff. And uh, so we're going to get into that. Um, want to get bef- before we get to anything esqclothing.com this is the, two days left in the promotion for uh the the Notre Dame spring game 23% off of all esq clear uh esq gear type in isd spring into the promotion code and that will give you um 23% off all of all the uh, esq clothing stuff Marcus Freeman wears ESQ clothing. Notre Dame players wear ESQ clothing every time you see him run down the on the player walk they're all wearing esq suits Really good stuff. Check that out. You're going to want to check it out two days before it, it expires on uh, the 22nd. It'll be over. Spring game's over. That's when it'll expire. So uh, that's what I want to talk about. If this is your first time listening to the show, hit the like, hit subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Check us out on our Apple Pods on the uh, the podcast feed. The links are in the description below. All right, Jamie. I'm all flustered. All right. I, I, there, there's so much going on. Uh, I don't like. I don't like it when I don't know about the internet and the setup and everything. I, I today it's just been. I don't know why. I, it, there's no explanation for it. So I'm gonna have to get it figured out. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the teams. Um, so it's gonna be. It's the the gold team is gonna be the uh, Sam Hartman, Steve Angeli team. The blue team is going to be Tyler Buckner and Kenny Minchie. Um, let's see the re- the receivers for. Uh, the receivers and running backs for uh, the gold team, they're going to be Jabron Payne, who was the number one pick. Smart pick, in my opinion, because he's going to get the most work. He's like, going to play I, the most. He's going to play the most. That was a very smart you, pick. By You by draft Audrey Kostemi, he might have five carries. He might have five carries. No good. Yeah. So they, they went Jabron Payne. Very good, smart pick. <laughs> uh, the receivers are Jaden Thomas, uh, Jaden Greathouse, and I, am I missing one more person? I feel like Lorenzo Styles is an athlete. Uh, yeah, so he'll, he's, play both he's, ways. he'll play both ways. Um, so it's Jaden Thomas, Jaden Greathouse, uh, Lorenzo Styles, and there was one more. And I hope I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I that oh no, those are the those are the main receivers for that team. Uh, or wait a second here, let me look to see who else we're missing there. No, those are like the kind of like the big scholarship yeah. receivers. And we, we need to know game. where uh, we need to know where uh, Tyree's going to play. We need to know, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Yes, um, and, and I don't think they they announced where the, the there's. So that's the other thing. Like these veterans have already been kind of assigned to teams. Yeah, um, which you know maybe make it a little bit more clear before that. That would have been. It, it nice would be better. Play. It would be better. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I'm I'm sitting there thinking like, where are these guys? Where, where, where are they? Uh, where are they included? Why aren't so they the first good. off the board? Yeah. Why aren't they the first off the board? Um, uh, tell Greg his insights have never been better today. Come on, Coach. Come on, Coach Humph. That's not nice. You know, I, just because I wasn't here in the internet, that's not cool. No, I'm just kidding, man. I appreciate you for being here, and I appreciate everyone for being here and, and uh, suffering through all of our problems. So, um. All right, so the blue team, Buckner, Estime, uh, Tobias, first wide receiver taken. I, I took note of that, first wide receiver off the board. Um, and then there's there's going to be uh, Rico Flores. There's going to be Braylon James. Deion Colsey. Um, and Deion Colsey is also on there. Uh, Holden Stays, he got the starting tight end there. Mitchell Evans won't be playing in the game. Uh, neither will Kevin Bauman. So uh, Davis Sherwood's the tight end for the, uh, the, the, the gold team. 
so I, I don't know. It, it depends on where, like, I, I kind of like the receiving core better for the blue, but if Chris Tyree goes to the gold, then, then I'm kind of in on that. So, um, that'll be interesting, Jamie, but what are you, uh, what, what are you looking for there? What do what you, what are you looking for in this spring game for you? Just what, just things that are going to stand out in terms of like, Hey, this is what I'm watching for. Um, this is what I'm, this is what I'm going to pay close attention to. Um, well, I mean, I don't really care who wins blue, Notre Dame blue or gold. I, right. I mean, let me just say that uh, Notre Dame, be it, you know, Notre Dame wins if no one gets injured. Right. That's the way to yeah. kind of look at it. Like where last year where Logan Diggs had the shoulder, which, mm. you know, really kind of hurt him. Uh, I mean, literally hurt him, but, uh, you know, hurt Notre Dame uh, at the beginning uh, of the season where he wasn't fully ready. Um, he was close, but, he, you know, he didn't really kind of take off until the last month. Um, and then he averaged like 16 touches a game from the fourth game on. Right. So, it, oh, that I mean, and he basically was the starter. Right. It, it was he was the, the guy who's getting the most touches. Uh, and like a stem, was probably like one B. Um, yeah. so that was, you know, I, I, that wasn't an ideal situation for Notre Dame. You don't want to have anything like that ha happen. You hope that no one gets injured like that. Obviously it could have been worse if it was something where he missed the season, but you main thing is you want to come out of this healthy. Um, for me, it's all about, um, the young guys like, okay, don't overreact to anything of like, you know, cause the uh it's it's like a mishmash up front right so you know we got joe alt emil wagner michael carmody billy shrouth rocco spindler as you know that's the starting five basically for the gold team on, on offense is that combination ever going to play together this season probably not probably not right uh and then you know same thing with the other thing where you got blake fisher tosh baker ashton craig pat coogan sam pendleton that combination is not going to play together either. So it's like you can't overreact to like, oh, this, you know, things don't look in sync in terms of blocking and all that. Like, you know, and, and because they're going to be purposely vanilla on defense, right? I think um, one out of every, you're, you're only allowed to bring pressure on like one out of every three or four. Uh, I can't remember, sorry, if it was three or four uh, plays on defense. So you're not going to see much from that. Uh, angle so it's like if someone is uh in in terms of like linebackers really making a splash it just it's not a game for that right it's it's not a game for that um you know uh cfb hurts ask is is Carell playing center for both teams i don't think so because ashton craig can play uh for you know center for for one team and so can coogan right so uh Carell isn't listed because he's one of these guys who are, or is going to be um you know, the already assigned a team, right? So that that's the way um, to kind of look at it, right? Uh, and and I imagine, like, say, Sam Pendleton, who, I mean, he'll play at the end, but he's not going to play with the main group at the beginning, right? So that's the way to kind of look at it. But um, I, I think it's, it's all about the young guys, right? It, it's, you can't, um, even though it's another data point to, to, to take a look at, like, how uh, Buckner and Hartman do, that's it's not a regular offense they're working with. So you can't judge it too much. And also because they're not getting pressure and they're not going to, it's, it's a completely different thing that, that you're going to look at. Um, you just want to see flashes from the young guys, right? You want to see flashes from the young guys, specifically from the early enrollees and the guys who are going into their second year, who, who especially didn't play last year. Right. So it's like, if you don't see much from Benjamin Morrison in the game, no one's going to care because you already know that Benjamin Morrison's a player and a guy who can play at a high level against top competition. Uh, but you, I think you want to see something from like, um, you know, Jaden Mickey, right? You want to see Jaden Mickey play well. You want to see Tobias Merriweather play well. You want to see Holden Stace play well. You want to see uh, Josh Burnham, like uh, Junior Tui Halamaka, all these guys, right? You, Those are the guys you kind of want to see stand out. Um, and in flash Jalen Sneed, certainly got to be at the top of the list, especially because, you know, when the media was present, he wasn't available to practice. Right. So, um, that's somebody I think everybody's going to be keeping a close eye on. Um, but at the same time, you don't overreact to any kind of like this guy did this or this guy did that because 
I mean, a lot of people remember Dalen Hayes, three sacks in the 2017 um, spring game was not a sign of things to come. He was not ready to break out yet. Right. So, and it just is one of those things too, where you look at it and you're like, eh, a couple of those were unblocked sacks. Right. So uh, you have to just kind of judge it and, and, and see where you go. You, you know, I'm not saying don't get excited about seeing something good that's happening, but don't, uh, you know, don't put it in, uh, in stone that this guy's going to be a star because of this. Well, I think we're, I think Greg might be still having some problems uh, here. So uh, I apologize for that uh, um, as we kind of keep, keep, keep going here. Um, you know what? I, I think uh, James Lawrence Senzi, he, he mentioned Billy and Tosh at guard. Um, and obviously Billy Shrouth is a guy who's, who's going to play guard, but I, I mean, I'll be interested to see if they give uh, Tosh Baker a, uh, a look at guard in this game. I think based on his team, he's probably going to play tackle in this game. But since Joe Rudolph mentioned that he was a guy that he thought they could slide into guard. I mean, I would love to see that because we haven't seen that from him. We haven't seen that from him. And I do think, um, I, I think people have, you know, heard me say and write uh, on our sports daily that uh, Tosh Baker is a guy that just, if you walk into a room with him, you're like, this guy has to play in the NFL because guys who are built like him play in the NFL, right? And really, it, it, you know, considering where he's at in terms of his timeline with his things, like, well, he's kind of got to play this year. So, it, it, you know, if you kind of hope for him to be, you know, have a chance to play in the league, he, he kind of has to do it now, right? Like, he, ha he has to be a guy who, who plays now. He has to be one of the five best guys. And if he's one of the five best guys, um, then maybe they do kick him inside the guard and, and, and take a look at him there. And um, I'll be interested to kind of see, you know, what he looks like there. I will say that I think it's, it's weird because he was kind of seen when he was recruited as someone who was uh, more athlete, a guy who hadn't played a ton of offensive line. It was like, Oh, here's this big guy, basketball player kind of viewing him as like almost like a Ronnie Stanley type, because you know, that was, the, the book on Stanley, right? He was this guy who was like, oh, look at this big man with the good feet who can play basketball. But really, I don't think Baker, I mean, it's one, he's not quite as agile as that. Uh, so that, so that's part of it. And the other thing is that, you know, I think the six, eight in that part of it was more of like the basketball thing with him. It's not like he has bad feet or anything like that, but he's not like a total dancing bear like some of these other guys. Um, certainly don't think he's as agile as like a Joe Alt. Uh, in terms of how he moves, who's, you know, obviously similarly built. Uh, but I think Baker, one thing that I, you know, I think has kind of surprised me over the years is that, um, I mean, he gets after it in the running game, right? Like I see him put some guys on the ground and practice, uh, you know, play physical. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I want to see him out of, out of a guy who's been on the campus for a long time. I, I mean, definitely want to see more of him, hopefully get a look at a guard. I think Michael Carmody is another guy two who he was running with the ones at the beginning of, of spring. And then uh, he was out for a long period of spring enough that he didn't practice for both of the open practices to the media, but you know, they say he's going to be available in this game. So this will be our only look at him much like how, what I said with Jalen Sneed, it'll be the only look that we get to see of him. How does he look? I mean, Wade has always been an issue with them. Is he a guy who actually has a chance at starting at playing? I mean, I, I don't think when he's played and got in there, he hasn't looked out of place. He certainly didn't look out of place as a guy. He looked like he was going to be a guy who had a chance to be a future starter when he came in as a backup in the, in that uh, original like Florida state game against uh, uh, Florida state, at the beginning of the 2021 season when uh, Blake Fisher went down with that injury. Um, but I, I'll say that he just, I mean, he's smaller since then, which is crazy. I don't know what's going on with the weight. It's something we've talked about before. I have no idea what the heck's going on with that. Um, but I, I, I mean, I want to know more and I, I want to see more of him and whether or not he's a guy who can actually play for, for Notre Dame. And, and we just don't know uh, enough about that at this time. Um, I'll say like out of the other kind of veterans that I, that I, I want to see um, Chance Tucker 
that's a, that's a guy that um where where is he at you know how does he kind of fit in terms of uh the depth chart uh is he a guy who can kind of make plays and and i think for even a guy like him that's where this kind of game does matter because every little thing matters uh with him when you're going to get a lot more reps than maybe you normally uh are used to so can he make plays in the ball is he someone who can stand out in a way um where you know he does look like he's a guy who can be like the fourth corner on, on the team and if not is that something where like that totally opens the door for uh lorenzo styles right and i mean i i really don't know what to think of lorenzo styles moving to um corner yet and this could be just a couple week experiment i i think there's people who kind of mentioned too that I, I think a lot of people are kind of disappointed by it because even though he had the um the bad season last year let's just call it what it is it's a bad season right he uh you know had problems catching the ball and then he went from a guy who in the first half of the year um was targeted as much as anybody i'm more than any other wide receiver on the team second most targets next to uh, Michael Mayer. And, you know, th that dropped down like by more than half in, in, in the second half of the season. And it's because he couldn't catch the ball. And he has made plays as a freshman. Like he, he made plays in big games. Like he, he made plays against USC, against Virginia on the road, uh, you know, against North Carolina, um, explosive plays. He had more receiving yards against Oklahoma state than anyone in, during the entire 2020 season, not just any Notre Dame player, any receiver that they played. And obviously they play in a pretty pass happy league in the big 12 um, where guys are slinging it around. That was a very good defense. It was a top four defense in DF plus the combined uh, F plus and, and uh, um, the combined FEI and SP plus rating. So um, I, I think James mentioned it here, the catch against Ohio state to start the season, just a guy breaking a tackle and, and taking it for like 50 yards. Like that is something that you just haven't seen enough from everybody else. So if they're making this move, it has to be one, either they just really don't have the kind of confidence in him there to be somebody at receiver, or they really just think like, okay, he's not going to be a starter. These other guys are going to start in front of him. And, and maybe that is going to, maybe that's what's pushing him too to be like, listen, like I want to play, uh, give me a chance at corner, give me a chance at defensive back and let's see where it goes. Um, you know, he mentioned he has three semesters left before, uh, graduating. So, I mean, it's pretty much, I mean, it's pretty much now or never really right to, for, for, for this year for him, um, or else he's going to be out and he's going to go somewhere else. And I just think of a guy like that who played as much as he has, uh, as a freshman or sophomore, majority of those guys who don't have injury problems or don't have off the field problems, majority of those guys end up being NFL players. And I think he has talent to play in the NFL one day. So whether that's defensive back or receiver. So yeah, I, I think I would love to just see something from him in this game, something from him just, where you just see some kind of glimmer there where you're thinking like, okay, this is where um, he's going to be. I, I think um, out of the guys that I think we probably know the least about um, going forward in terms of uh, we didn't see much from them, right? Like I, I think, uh, you know, Notre Dame fans heard they probably anyone who's read the practice sports knows that like a guy like Jason Onye, uh, he, I mean, he showed up. He, he looks like he's going to be a rotation player. He looks like he has a chance to be a really good player for Notre Dame and be a guy that they can count on. Right. And um, you know, with a, with a pretty high upside in terms of like, I think he's only going to get better, right. He's only going to get better. Um, and I, I'm excited to see him, but less so you, because you, you saw, uh, I mean, I mean, especially for anyone who saw was at those practices, saw him or, anyone who read about it and, and was like, we heard about him. So didn't see a lot of Tyson Ford. So Tyson Ford is hundred percent as a guy, like I, I want to see Tyson Ford sh show out in some way, 
right? Show out in some way, make it look like this guy has a chance to be uh, break into the rotation this year, right? Does he have a chance to break in the rotation, chance to be a guy? Ditto for Josh Burham, who I think we saw more of in, in those practices, but still I think you, you want to see uh, a little bit more to kind of see where he's at. Um, and then I think with the linebackers, you know, uh, Prince Colley's out uh, for for this. Um, you know, obviously he was in concussion protocol. Sure, they're just being safe. I think he had a, he had a concussion at the beginning of um, last season as well. I, I mean, it's just totally unfortunate because, I mean, what do you got in him? He was kind of gaining momentum uh, at the time when he had his concussion in the season too. And then, you know, it obviously didn't all click for him during the season. Like he, he had some flashes, but he didn't play particularly well. Um, or else I think, you know, it, it was, there was an opportunity there for him to take a lot of snaps at, at will if, if he had played better. And I just don't think he played to the level that, you know, they would have wanted him to be at. Um, and now we just don't know uh, of, of where he's at. So that that's going to be kind of TBD all summer. Um uh, if he, if he stays. And I, I, I think that there's an equally good chance he stays, but I mean, we'll see, you you never know, right. You never, you, you never know what's going to happen um, and how, and how he's going to view things. But I think because he's not available, I mean, it gives an opportunity for Nolan Ziegler is going to get a ton of reps in this game, a ton of reps in this game. And I think he's someone who's probably people going to be talking about quite a bit. Um, you know, Drake Bowen and and uh, and uh, Preston Zinner are are going to get a ton of reps in this game. Um, I think Drake Bowen is. I, I think. I mean, obviously, hardcore Notre Dame fans who have followed recruiting for a long time. Obviously, he's been a long time commit. He's an Indiana Indiana kid, super talented, top one hundred prospect. You know, I think he won the Buckus Award as as a high school senior. Uh, usually, a pretty good good indication the guy's going to be a player at at the college level. Um. So where is he at right now in terms of like the depth or does he have a chance to be like, you know, pushing to be like in the two deep? I would say probably now, no, but I mean, maybe it's a, this is one of these things where you're like, it's a jumping off point to him getting there. Right. Um, and right now I think it's about positioning himself to be, um, this whole season should be about positioning himself to have a chance to be the starting Mike backer in 2024, right? That, that should be what the whole season is about. So, and this is just another opportunity to kind of show uh, that and kind of see where he's at there. Um, I think Jabron Payne, uh, it, it's kind of like everybody's first long look at him. Um, oh, Greg's back. Greg's back. I'm listening. Keep, 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 keep. I've been yeah. listening the whole time. Keep up your train yeah. of thought. And then I'll so I, I think Jabron Payne, that, that's another guy that, I mean, he's going to get a ton of run in this game. And while I would say like, you know, the spring game means less for some people than it does for others. I think for Jabron Payne, it does mean something because you are going to get all these opportunities and you hope that he has a decent enough blocking that he has a chance to kind of make some plays. But you always have to remember that Diggs is out for this game, right? So, you know, but you know, Diggs is going to be a factor this year. You know, a is going to be a factor this year. And JD price. I think the expectations are, is that if he's healthy, he is going to be a big factor. He's going to be that different change of pace for them in the backfield. So you basically have price coming and you have Jeremiah love coming right? Who's also visiting this weekend, right? Uh, before he uh, enrolls in June. And those are two pretty dynamic athletes. So yeah. How's pain going to separate himself? And is he going to be someone um, that plays? Because it's just one of these things too, where if he kind of, if he doesn't kind of establish himself, it's e- so easy to just get lost in the shuffle at running back because um you know, even though they'll play multiple guys, like who knows what's going to happen the next year, because, you know, those other guys are going to be back and probably better. Right. And then you're going to have our Esteme or Diggs going to leave early. I would say 
probably not. Maybe Esteme has, maybe. But I, I don't think it's like a sure thing that either of those guys leave early. So, I mean, it could probably be a very crowded backfield again. And you got to do as much as possible to kind of show why, hey, I deserve to play. I'm glad he's been healthy because that that was obviously a big problem for him, you know, in high school, right? Where he, he just couldn't stay healthy. Um, you good? You good? Good now, Greg? Okay. Well, I guess Greg is, is still not good. Um, so, okay. If anyone has questions about the spring game, guys, this spring, um, you know, where I kind of view everything kind of heading into the spring game, what, what are the main kind of takeaways we're going to look for after ask away in there and I'll get to it. But now I'm going to transition to the guys we're visiting for the for the blue gold game. And I think I mean people subscribe to to our sports daily already know. Unfortunately, there's a couple big scratches for the spring game. So Gerby Lambert, who's an offensive lineman, 2024 offensive lineman, who's you know very high on the board for Notre Dame. He's like a top 100 level prospect. Um, a guy who, you know, one of the better tack, it's not a strong class, uh, but he is one of the better offensive line tack offensive tackles in this um in this class so him not being there i mean that's that's not great uh but you know we'll see where, where they're at going out of it and then benedict ume who had to kind of scratch a couple of visits he's a defensive lineman i mean he's listed as a defensive end but he's gonna be a three tick at, at uh notre dame or wherever he decides to go that's kind of his thing or like a four eye defensive end and a three down front. That's kind of his um, position. I mean, really it's, I, I would say you're looking at guys like him and TJ. So TJ Lindsay and Bryce young who are visiting those guys kind of play similar positions. Although I think that young, I would say is more of an edge who could maybe grow into um, a three tech Lindsay, I think is definitely going to be an interior guy. So, um, those are big, big time. Guys. I think, uh, you know, Bryce young, who's Bryant's young son for everyone who doesn't know, obviously, uh, Bryant young NFL hall of famer, uh, you know, Notre Dame legend, fantastic first round top 10 pick, uh, of the San Francisco 49ers on that great, uh, 1993 Lou Holtz team. I think that's, a guy that you're going to watch. So um, I think he's visited a ton of schools. I think he's a guy who has as high of a ceiling as anyone. He's only played one year defensive line. So that's, that's another thing to think about with him. He was like a linebacker receiver before he kind of moved to the edge this year. Al Washington offered him before he had played defensive line. He worked out as an edge guy at camp. Uh, I think it was a pretty good eval. He looks good to me. I think he still has a lot of room to grow. Um, not just physically, but technically with his game. Um, that's going to be an important guy. So, uh, you know, I'll go, go back to recruiting in a sec, but I'll get get to some of these questions here. Um, from Brandon Renshaw, at guard, if it's close, don't you go with the younger guys? I think that's always the thought of fans, that if it's close, you go with the younger guys. Um, because they're always thinking about you know, the ceiling, right. And, and, um, where you're at, but I think coaches for the most part, go with the guys with the higher floors and go with the veterans, the guys who maybe know the system better, the guys who, uh, maybe are physically a little bit more mature because they don't want to be put in a situation where, um, you know, growing pains by a young guard, um, loses your games, right? It gets your, gets your quarterback killed, right? Um, get, make sure that you aren't converting on that third and one, right? Like, and that's the way, I, I mean, I think coach is thinking, I get it. I, I totally understand it. So that's why, like, if someone, if Christophic isn't going to be a starter, like someone has to clearly be better than him. That's just the way it is. That's the way they're going to look at it. And that's the way they're going to look at it with, all of those guys. Right. And I know there's a new 
Um, there's a new coach that kind of changes it a little bit, you know, Rudolph, uh, replacing Harry, he that changes a little bit. Um, at the same time, like, you know, you're going to look at some, like, what has this guy done on Saturdays? Is this guy, you know, is there proof? So that's why when Rudolph mentioned beforehand, when he was asked by the media and he was asked by, you know, how he's going to look at it. That's why he said like the spring game matters for him when he's a value because it's just another chance to look at someone in a game type of atmosphere, right? Um, the the scrimmage last week, I'm sure that mattered him. Obviously, we didn't see it. And, you know, you only hear about most of the kind of um, the skill guys more than you do the line play. Um, but I wonder kind of how he viewed that and, and how everything was viewed through that lens. But I, I do think that, um, you know, from everything I've heard, some of the younger guys are getting better and show like they're really pushing. And I do think that Notre Dame, I, I think Notre Dame's ultimately going to be fine at guard. I, I do think that that's going to happen. I don't see this like the 2021 situation where um, they had to get a Kane Madden because they were desperate. And then they moved Corral, which obviously was not something that worked out very well for Notre Dame. I don't see it like that uh, for Notre Dame. I think it's probably closer to, what it was last year. Um, but certainly I, I think what fans should probably hope for is they should probably hope that it's like Billy Shrouth and Rocco Spindler, or, you know, or, or Coogan or who, whoever, right? Like they should uh, hope that it's these other guys, because I think, you know, with Andrew Christophic, I think he can be fine, uh, but you want better than fine, right? You want, you want, to Notre Dame to play up to a certain level. And you know that you're going to get that with the two tackles, Joe Alden, Blake Fisher, you know, that, you know, see Carell, there's going to be a baseline there for him that he's, he's going to play pretty well. Um, you gotta, you gotta at least hit that at, at guard and they, but you want more, right? Like people want Quentin Nelson. You don't want Josh Lug. And, and I, I don't mean that shade as Josh Lug, but you want guys who are going to be top, top notch players. And that's what matters. So, um, CFB Hertz asks, uh, how do you feel about Cully's development so far? Is he on pace or behind schedule considering where he's coming in as a recruit? Okay, I think it's a bit of a complicated question. Thanks for throwing that up there on the screen, Greg. Uh, Greg, doing the production work, even though his thing's not working that well. Uh, appreciate it, Greg. Um, I think with, okay, I mentioned this as there were like, I mean, Prince Cully is probably one of the more polarizing players for Notre Dame fans in terms of he came in, obviously, you know, he was a top 100 recruit was a guy that like Alabama, LSU, et cetera, tried to poach late when Clark Lee left for Vanderbilt. Um, he, I, he's another guy when the high school buckets, he was a very, very uh, exciting prospect, but he, when he came in to Notre Dame, he played pretty much like a rover position for his uh, high school, right? He was like a space backer, right? So like a, a Jeremiah Wosu Koromoa type, right? And that's where he came in at Notre Dame. And that's where he worked at Notre Dame yeah, at, at, in his first camp. And, you know, he was like the only freshman linebacker on that team. And uh, Kahanokia moved to um, Viper. So, he, you know, Coley was the only freshman basically on that team. And he was stuck behind, at that time, it was uh, Kaiser, uh, I mean, I want to say Paul Mawala, and somebody else at Rover. So he was, like, not getting reps in that first camp. And then all of a sudden, they had, like, injuries and all of these things that had kind of happened where things started to shift, where Maris uh, Leofel, you know, got broke his ankle like in a pretty bad way in camp. Uh, Shane Simon ended up getting hurt and he was out. And then all of a sudden JD Bertrand starting at will and you don't really have much depth there. And then all of a sudden Coley gets moved to will. So he didn't practice there. Like he came in the summer. He wasn't early really. He didn't practice there all of a sudden got there. And then I think he, he got, he got sick. Uh, and I'm not sure if it was COVID or something like that, but he was, he was out for some time because, because he was sick. So he, his first year, 
which, you know, he just wasn't, it wasn't a typical first year uh, in terms of development. Right. And then I think last year in spring, he showed some stuff and showed some flashes. And then he was hurt a lot of camp last year too. So he's hurt a lot of camp. And then also at the beginning of the season and then with, with something else, I believe it was like a hamstring or something with his lower body. And then he gets a concussion. And then, so that kind of kept him out early on in the year. So he missed a ton of development time. And then he kind of just got thrown into it. And I, to be honest, I think you, if you'd say his athletic ability, you would say, man, I don't know why this guy hasn't clicked yet. But then you look at where most linebackers are in college football and at Notre Dame too, right? Like Tavon Coney, year three, explosion, right? Um, Drew Tranquil, it took till year four for, for Drew Tranquil to really get him. Asmar Brawl was like year five, right? So those are just those guys. But that is typically where you'll see like most linebackers, right? Uh, I think, you know, even like Jalen Smith, five-star, like top five guy in the class. Yeah, he was like a year two guy, but he was a, a different level than, than a Cauley. Um, and I think with Cauley, it just didn't really all click for him last year. And so you're hoping that it all clicked for him this year. I thought he looked pretty good in the, the one open practice that we had on April 1st. Showed some stuff during the inside run. I thought he had just a couple of like really good, like confident reads where he just was playing downhill. Um, and, um, you know, good block destruction, look like a player, but then, I mean, he gets hurt again. So I don't know, like his development path would suggest that this is the year where everything's going to click for him and he's going to be a guy but it just I, I don't I don't know if you're you're gonna judge it that way. Maybe it's never gonna happen. That happens sometimes. Or I think this is pretty typical. And he's just gotta stay healthy. He's gotta stay healthy to do that. And yes, Tyler, we did see that Estamian was taken second over pain. And Craig and I kind of talked about that earlier. The main thing is like Estamian's probably gonna get like not a ton of touches in this game, right? They they want to keep him healthy, right? So it makes sense to draft pain because pain, I mean, he's probably going to get like 20 carries in the, in the game. They're going to give him the ball a lot because Diggs is out too. Right. So I think from that sense, it totally made sense that to not take a stamina because um, I mean, if I, if I was Notre Dame, I'd play a semi for like two series and get him out of there. So um, that's the way that I would kind of look at it. Um, uh, okay. Uh Greg asked from before, are the quarterbacks a story for you, Jamie? What do you want to see from those guys? I don't think this, okay. I don't think Buckner and Hartman are a story for me in this game. Um, I mean, obviously you don't, you want, people will want to see Hartman. I mean, Notre Dame fans will want to see that. They want to see Buckner. They want, they want to see these guys who are competing for the job. I mean, in saying that, because like, you know, the, the offensive lines they're working behind are a mishmash. Some of the receivers units are mishmashed like th that, you know, you wouldn't see. I don't know how many reps those guys are going to get in this. So because of that, I just don't know what you're going to look at there. I think ultimately like this is. It's it's not going to be a, a thing um, that plays too much a part of like the evaluation there. So for me, it'll be a lot more about Angeli and Minchie, right? Steve Angeli and Kenny Minchie. Uh, you know, and Steve Angeli, obviously he's been a year on campus. Kenny Minchie, he's an early enrollee. Uh, heard Kenny Minchie had a great, uh, great scrimmage, right? Had a, had a, had a really good scrimmage, obviously going against the threes when, when he was doing it, but that's, you know, never a bad sign when you heard that he had a great scrimmage last week. So I think that with, with those guys, I think you just want to see, um, A little bit what you saw from Angeli last year where you're like, oh, this guy made some plays. He played confident, right? He played confident. You want to see uh, some wow stuff from them, right? Like, oh, yeah, here's a guy who escaped the rush 
and dropped a dime over the shoulder of somebody, right? You want to see some of that kind of stuff uh, and just poise because there's probably going to be a lot of stuff where things break down and where they have to make plays outside of the structure of the play. And you want to see kind of that from them. And I mean, to be honest, it could be pretty interesting. I think you would say right now, Angeli's pretty firmly the number three. I think that's how they've kind of treated it in the other open practices where he is the number three at, at this moment. But, you know, I think it's this is kind of one of these things where maybe it's a really strong game from Minchie. And, you know, he already had a strong um, scrimmage the other day too. Maybe it's the kind of thing that as the season goes along and you get to the season, he could, you know, jump over Angeli. And I think that is something that probably – I mean, he'll want to do if he wants to be, um, you know, either the backup in 2024 or, or contending to start in 24. That's kind of where you look at it. So I think that's the main thing to look at at, at the quarterback. So, um, all right. So, uh, well, thanks for that, Tyler. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, makes a ton of sense from that point of view. You rock, brother. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take the compliment. I appreciate it. So, um, okay. Uh, Kenneth James, I know it just adds to the off season minutia, but couldn't really see a difference in height between Hartman and TB 12. Um, I mean, is this just based on just like looking at like practice footage or, uh, be getting maybe them side by side. I mean, I don't, I mean, Tyler Buckner is not, he's not six, four. Uh, but I mean, he's definitely taller than Hartman. Um, I mean, ultimately, I don't think based on uh, Buckner's bigger <laughs> than Hartman. That's that's part of the case. And it's also he's like bigger, thicker. Um, that's part of it. I mean, Hartman's just not a big guy. He's more uh, Ian Bookish, I guess, in, ter in terms of size. Um, ultimately, I don't know how much that would play into it. I mean, Hartman obviously has played many years and started many years in college football held up pretty well held up pretty well and i mean the guy he had a rib friggin removed and, and has played so um i think that you know with 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 that like i i think he's a pretty tough kid he's i mean he'll, he'll be fine right away um i think everyone always wonders with, with buckner and they're like they're worried about the injuries and i get it like he you know he's missed time. He's, he's missed time. since so he's been at Notre Dame tore his knee when he was in high school. Uh, he's got to prove that he can stay healthy for a year. And especially if he won the job, you know, that's going to be something you worry about with, with him, right? Like until, until it isn't until he does stay healthy for a year. Right. That's, and that's just the way it is, but I don't think you, you can change the way that a guy like that plays because, um, there's too much value with him as a runner. Maybe you just say like, Hey, um, don't lower your shoulder and maybe take this one out of bounds. And, and, and that's the way to kind of look at it. Um, with those guys. Um, all right. So, uh, Bernie missing the bird sanctuary, but it turns out Jamie, great part of the team are going. So I appreciate that Bernie. Um, uh, you know, I miss, I miss those birds too. I miss Greg on here. I do. Um, all right. So, let's flip it back to um, the blue gold game visitors. So I, I wanted to hit on the defensive line again too, right? So I mentioned Bryce Young, TJ Lindsay. These are two guys that are really important recruits, right? Uh, for Notre Dame, because it, I mean, if you land these guys together with an Owen waffle, um, I mean, now you're cooking with gas, right? Like I think you, you really have the foundation of something there. And I, and then I think on top of that, I think maybe the most important defensive line guy visiting this week is uh, Malachi Williams, who is a Viper. And this is his first visit to Notre Dame. He's a guy that I have ranked as a top 50 level prospect. I, I think he is a big time explosive athlete, great first step, great reactive athleticism. What I mean by a re reactive athleticism is this is a guy who can like hunt pass rushers. He's a guy who can move and finish because 
if a quarterback tries to escape, he can he can finish because he's a good enough athlete to adjust with this change of direction and things like that, which I think maybe doesn't get mentioned often enough with some of these pass rushers who, especially when guys are trying to like bend and dip and try to get to the quarterback. I mean, you got to be able to finish. You got to be able to react. And even if the guy makes you a miss and escape, can you go back and still stay on it? And I think he's someone who can do that. I interested to kind of hear how he looks kind of physically when he's there, but I think he's a, a pretty important player like um, for Notre Dame in terms of a Viper candidate in, in this, um, in this whole deal um, offensive line. So I met, mentioned Kirby Lambert's not going to be there. Unfortunate Grant Bricks. He's another uh, very important offensive line recruit. Who's going to be there, man. He is just a mauler, a guy who just really just, explosive kind of in the Joe Odding way in terms of just like just into contact and just wants to like hurt people. And uh, I mean that in the most complimentary possible, he moves really well. I mean, the comp is pretty bad as you expect from a lot of these guys were from, you know, that area of the country, uh, you know, but he is someone uh, you can't deny the traits. You can't deny the traits. And he has a chance, even though he plays in a very run heavy offense, I would picture it much like Billy Shrouth, where you're like, this guy has all the tools to develop into a very good uh, player in pass position because of the mobility and the flexibility and all that. So, um, yeah, he's an important guy. Styles Prescott is going to be back on campus again. He's a local kid, uh, local Indiana kid. Notre Dame just was just on campus very recently, coming back again for another visit. Typically a good sign. I mean, I would say Notre Dame is a really good spot for him. Um, Notre Dame needs offensive tackles. He's definitely an offensive tackle. He's a left tackle candidate. He is massive. He's got those kind of like dancing bear qualities in terms of being like a six, eight or six, seven or whatever tall he is guy who really can move um, his feet. And it's got really light feet. I I would say he, he needs, he's a guy who needs to get stronger. um, You know, but you know he can maul people at the point of attack and has, has got a nasty mentality, but definitely needs to get stronger, needs to develop his punch. He's got some work to do, but the pieces are there. The tools are there. There's a reason why like a, a program like Alabama offered him. And I think in this class too, when you're looking at guys that some of the tackles, some of the top tackle guys in the class are guys that I'm like, I think this guy's going to play guard because I just don't see it with, with some of these guys. And Prescott, I think, actually has legitimately like the feet and the length that you want to see in a guy who can play left tackle. Um, would probably not be a guy who played early, but a, a guy who can really uh, help. I Okay, so some of the other guys who are visiting. Um, I mean, CJ Carr, Cam Williams, great to have those guys back on campus for Notre Dame. Obviously, critical, critical pieces. I think Isaiah Canyon and Micah Gilbert, two receivers that are visiting um, Isaiah Canyon one. He's got some verifiable testing numbers that I think are great. Like he, I mean, he runs a four or five flat. Um, he's, he's got, I think the way he moves and the way you see he, him adjust and track the ball and, and get ver- vertical, I would think is, is as a little similar to bias Merriweather. I think he's raw. And I think Tobias Merriweather, Merriweather, um, is bigger than him. And so he's, he's like a smaller version of that, but there are some kind of like vibes in in that direction. He's somebody, I mean, this is his second visit in a while. So he might be someone who could, uh, you know, commit sometime if, if Notre Dame does well with him on this visit, Micah Gilbert. I mean, he is, he's a big guy. Uh, He's got some good body control. I think he's a little bit like a Jaden Thomas, got some sneaky yak ability, kind of like a big slot, maybe a little bit stiffer um, than Thomas. But I, I mean, I, I think he's a good prospect, not uh, not a, like a lights out guy, uh, but I mean, certainly I think it would be a, a pretty decent get in the class, um, you know, and, and obviously it helps that he's going to be there this weekend too. Um uh, okay, linebacker Bodie Lac- Cahoon, who was already on campus pretty recently too. He's a, lo- a lacrosse guy. 
always like the lacrosse guys in terms of it, when you're talking about guys who've played, um, you know, multiple sports. And I think it's a, it's a good um, indicator when a guy, because there's just a lot of like movement there in terms of there that I think is, is good. Kind of almost similar to basketball in a lot of ways. Uh, Tyler James, any commitment close enough to possibly make a commitment? Not that Tyler James. I mean, I figured from your picture, uh, Tyler, that you weren't that Tyler James. I, I mean, I, I know Tyler. <laughs> he, I, he certainly doesn't have the, I, he wishes he had your hair. Uh, I, I, I think that's safe to say. Um, I mean, I think you would look at, I, the two guys that I just mentioned, Prescott and Canyon, I mean, Cahoon too, because he's been a guy who's, who, who went, um, earlier too, like who just visited recently. I think anyone who makes a couple visits in the spring um, and has been on campus multiple times, those are always candidates that they could. And maybe they'll wait till the summer. These guys, you never know. Maybe they'll wait till May or whatever. I, sometimes you guys do it on campus, but then they don't say anything or whatever. They want to have their own home thing too. But yeah, any of those guys who are on there the multiple times, one, it shows that they have that interest. And two, it shows that another name is like, yeah, we want you, you know, come back, like, please, you know, <laughs> come back. We want, we want you to get to get to know people better. We want to get more comfortable. Um, yeah. So those are like, I, I would say um, the, the guys that kind of stand out, out out of those, I mean, Bryce Young too, maybe, right. Because he's obviously been, but like, so like TJ Lindsay, he has been in order name before, I believe, but I mean, it's been a while and he's like, I think he went to like Texas or Texas, Texas and I think he's been to those places a couple multiple times over spring. So like, is this guy really just going to come back to Notre Dame and just be wowed again? I think it's more about like him getting up there and getting like comfortable enough that you're like, okay, this cements Notre Dame as like a finalist for him and maybe, or maybe the leader or whatever. And it will, we'll see how it goes. And then can you close from there? And that, and that's kind of where yeah, because obviously it's the kind of thing where, um, I mean, a lot of, a lot of big programs want, a lot of big programs want them. Um, all right. So, uh, there's some safeties who are going to be there. Uh, I think, I mean, Davis Andrews is, is somebody that who's going to be on campus. He's a guy from Utah, fluid athlete, tracks well, good ball skills. I mean, he makes a ton of, ton of plays. Got some edge to his game too. Um, a really good tactor, big time production. I, I would just say the thing with him is I'm not sure about his speed. When I just pop on the tape, he doesn't jump above. I don't know. I don't know how fast he is um, just watching him on film. And usually with those guys, you kind of want to know maybe some track time, some uh, verifiable 40 times, whatever. And maybe he has that and Notre Dame is all on board with it. But I think that's part of the reason why he's like a three-star guy and why I have him kind of graded as a three-star is because of that. Because I think if you look at his film, you're like, why isn't this guy a four-star? And I think that's probably uh, it, you know, because I think just as a pure football player, the guy's a good ball player. He's, he's definitely a good ball player. Um and, and, you know, there's, there's a, there's a baseline with him there too, that you think like, I always think when you, when you get a guy like that, um, he's a guy you can help the roster, but like, how good is he going to be? Is he going to be more than a, is he going to be a starter and all that kind of stuff? Is this guy going to have a shot at the NFL and be an NFL player? And a lot of that times that comes down to athleticism and, and how a guy tests and where you think that guy's going to be at later on, uh, in his, um, his time. Justin Denson, another guy uh, who's going to be on campus, who's really kind of interesting guy. I mean, I, you know, he's, he's got a, like a four, five, one 40. That doesn't show up for me on film when it, and it's hard to, because he plays on like a lot of, I, I believe he's a Rhode Island guy. So it's like, it's, it's hard because the competition is weird there. It's, I mean, and weird as in not that great. And it's like, uh, the, the quality of the field <laughs> that they're playing on isn't great at a lot of these places. Like there's a lot of grass where it looks like, Hey, no one has cut this for seven years. Um, it's not exactly, they're not exactly playing on field turf. Um, I mean, he's got really good ball skills. He's got a ton of production. I mean, he's a definitely a superior athlete to all the guys he's playing and he's long. Um, I think 
probably one of these things too, where he's a guy who's really shown out in seven on seven stuff lately. And I think that's kind of why he's blown up and he's got a really, really good offer list. Um, an intriguing guy, an intriguing guy for sure. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, I, I kind of want to know a little bit more about him and I want to hear what they kind of have to say about him and what we hear from it after this thing. Uh, Brian Huff, who's a linebacker, but I would say he's more of, I think he's could be an edge guy. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I like some other linebackers better in this class. Um, I do think he works through the trash pretty well as an inside linebacker. I like his size. Is he an edge guy? Is he a linebacker? Is he an off ball linebacker? Looks like kind of a tweener to me. So where is he at? Where is he at in terms of size? And I want to hear kind of how they feel about that. Certainly like, I mean, he's a guy I would want to see more from, from as a senior and kind of um, to see where that, where they're at there. I mean, and those are the, those are the big guys out of the 2024 class. And let's face it. Most people are, are constant. I mean, Carson Hobbs, Leonard Moore, two commits that are cornerback commits that have already been on campus recently. Always good to get commits back on and get those guys solid. Those guys are two very good prospects like them both. So um, good to have those guys back, but those are the main 2024 guys um, that are visiting unless somebody else pops up always could happen. Uh, and then they got a bunch of 2025 guys won't really dive into that much. I will say Jerome Bettis Jr. is going to be on campus. And I got to say, I think he's a stud. I think he's pretty good, unsurprisingly, based on the pedigree with with his father. Um, yeah, I, I think he's got a really high ceiling. And uh, I think uh, it's crazy because all these guys that I think people of my age who grew up watching, Jerome Bettis, Bryant Young, um, Emmett Mosley's kid is is another kid who's who's um, you know a Notre Dame target, although I don't know where he kind of stands on their board right now. A um, little bit, I mean, I would say a little bit surprised that he's not like didn't come back for the spring. All right, so I don't know where they see him or how he sees Notre Dame at this time. But anyways, regardless, there's a lot of like legacy guys from those like '90s uh, Notre Dame teams that have kids now. And they're doing obviously Eli Reardon, Scott Reardon, you know, is his father. Um, and Eli, I think it's got to be a chance to be a great, uh, great, great player to uh, for, for Notre Dame uh, if he can stay healthy, obviously, because he's, he's had the two ACLs and that's always a problem. But listen, uh, Drew Tranquil, I mean, he's a perfect example of like the guy, not only did he recover nicely from, from his back-to-back ACLs, I mean, he ended up being a terrific player for Notre Dame uh, and, you know, He's a pretty good player in the NFL too, right? And and he's dealt with injuries there too and still maintained with it. Some guys are just kind of built for it. He's, you know, obviously an incredibly smart football player. Either in, I think it's, you know, I mean, I would say ceiling-wise as high as like uh, most of the t- top guys that Notre Dame has had. I think he has a chance, like a, you know, a Cole Komet type, um, definitely, and maybe even a better, um, maybe even a bit faster than Cole. Right. So I, I think, um, you know, that'll be interesting to watch. Um, all right. Well, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, I mean, I can't believe I just basically talked for an hour uh, by myself. I, I mean, did the solo show. I, I, I pulled a Greg. I pulled a Greg. Greg, I know he does a great show, solo shows Sundays after um, uh, after uh, Notre Dame games. He always does his kind of review. Um just want to remind everyone, uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe button. Apologies for uh, all of the, the problems that we had during this. Um, I, you know, I, I obviously, what can you do? Sometimes there's technical difficulties. What do you do? You make the best of it. Um, and I just uh, also want to remind people that uh, it's, you know, there's, you can, whether you're watching live or watching not, it's also we're a podcast too. You can you can download the podcast on Spotify. You can download the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It's it's on Google, whatever the Google thing is. I don't know. Whoever uses the Google thing, go for it, right? Um, so I would say that uh, you know, go ahead and and subscribe there. Give us five stars. We're just five stars at the uh, at the yin yang on, on there too. So check us out there. Saturday after. 
the blue gold game. We'll be going live, hidden hustle, me, Greg, and the godfather, Mike Frank, uh, will all be going live talking about um you know the everything we saw from from the game. Hopefully we get some exciting stuff. I'm hoping for it. Hopefully we get some good uh recruiting news out of that. I I you know let let's all hope for it. Um thanks everyone for uh tuning in and uh we'll uh we'll see you on Saturday after the blue gold game.